0: Tell someone they're amazing. Mm -hmm. I won't be long. Okay. All right, God is good. Yes, God is good. I want to speak something over you this morning. Is that all right? I would like to um, declare something over you today. So your ears need to be open and your heart needs to be open. ...because God has got something that he wants to say to you. So, are you ready? You ready? Are you really ready? Okay. So, I declare this morning that you are an overcomer. It's your destiny. It's part of your divine makeup. It's who God made you to be. You are not designed to be defeated, overwhelmed or overcome... You were not made, knit together beautifully, handcrafted by the very hand of God so that trouble and sorrow could get the better of you or so that challenges could conquer you. You were not made to be defeated. In fact, just the opposite. You were created to live in overwhelming victory with Father God by your side. Yeah? Yeah? So this is who you are. You are a beloved son, yeah, a beloved daughter of Father God. You are an overcomer. You are a warrior. You conquer and defeat struggles that come into your life. You overcome. You prevail against opposition. You defeat temptations and weaknesses And you find extraordinary strength in Jesus. You are more than a conqueror. The challenges you go through or the pain that you have suffered does not define your worth or your value. You are loved, you are treasured and you are the desire of Father God's heart. You are beautifully and perfectly designed and you are incredibly precious. You are an overcomer. Amen. Romans 8.37 says, In all these things we are more than conquerors. So I want you to pay attention to more than conquerors, but also through him who loved us. Okay. See, it's because of his love for us that we overcome. It's because we know how loved we are because we are experiencing the unconditional love of God that we can overcome. The New Living Translation says, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. The English Standard Version, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Other versions go on to say, in all these things we overwhelmingly conquer through him who loves us. So some of the wording changes, but the same as the end is always the same, through him who loved us, through him who loved us. In all these things, we are more than victorious through him who loves us. In all these things, we are triumphantly victorious due to the one who loves us. Yeah? So our victory is in his love for us. It's because we're loved. It's because we're wholeheartedly, unconditionally, 100% loved that we can overcome. And you know you don't have to do anything to get it? It's kind of extraordinary, isn't it? You don't have to do anything to get God's love. You don't have to do anything to receive God's love. He just loves us radically, wholeheartedly. And I mentioned a couple of weeks ago a song that I've been listening to because it says, there's nothing you can do to make me love you more. Yeah? And there's nothing that you can do to make me love you less. That's the heart of God. You can't do anything to make him love you more because he loves you with everything he's got. He loves you with everything that is within him. He paid the ultimate price. He gave it all for you. And you know what? You can't make enough of a mess, enough of a catastrophe. You can't muck it up so bad. You can't be in the deepest hole. That God's love still doesn't change. He can never love you less. Doesn't matter how messy you are. Doesn't matter how broken you feel. Doesn't matter how much pain you're in. God can never, ever love you less. That's extraordinary love, yeah? Because some days I feel like I'm loving my husband less. I'm like, I don't really like how he just spoke to me. I don't really love how he just treated me. I don't know if my love bank's right up here. It could be down here a little bit today. But you know what? There's nothing you can do that makes God love you less. His love is a sure thing. It's like a surefire thing, unconditional. It cannot change. It cannot be shaken. It cannot be minimised. God loves you and loves you and loves you. And in that knowledge of that, in the revelation of that, in living in that deep place, we overcome, yeah, because we're so loved. We're so completely loved. We're so radically loved. How can we not overcome, yeah, because his love changes us. His love changes us permanently, forever, yeah. There are moments that I have with God And I'm so overwhelmed by his love. I didn't even know that it was humanly possible to experience that much love. But you can. You do. And his love just changes you forever. You are never the same when you experience and encounter the depth of love that God has for you, yeah? So John 16, 33 says in the Passion Translation. You should get the Passion Bible. You can buy different books. So it doesn't come in one whole Bible, but you can buy different books. So this is Luke and Acts. It's really awesome. And just the language is extraordinary in revealing the heart of God and just making it easy for us to understand. So John 16.33 says, And everything I've taught you is so that peace which is in me will be in you and will give you great confidence ...as you rest in me. For in this unbelieving world you will experience trouble and sorrows. Not my favourite word. Trouble and sorrows. But you must be courageous for I have conquered the world. Yeah? So sorrow and trouble will come. Yeah? But when sorrow and trouble come... We can actually experience a peace, yeah? We can actually live in a place of peace and walk in a place of peace because he loves us. So when trials come, we can be at peace. That's what that scripture says. It says, and everything I've taught you, is so that peace which is in me will be in you, yeah? So trouble and sorrows will come, but the peace which, which is in me Can be in you. So God's actually declaring that we can have peace in the midst of trouble and sorrow. Our life doesn't have to be perfect. Our circumstances don't have to be perfect. We don't have to have had the greatest week, yeah? We actually could have had the worst week, but we can still receive the peace which is in Him, in us, yeah? So when trials come, we can experience peace. When pain comes, we can actually find peace. When rejection comes, we can be at peace. When our world is shaking upside down, there's a peace that surpasses all understanding because you're not designed to be defeated, yeah? You're designed to overcome. And I often share the story of when I was trying to have children and I'll share it just because some of you haven't heard it. And Andrew, can I please have a glass of water? Thank you. So when I was trying to have um, children after five years of bliss being married to Pastor Andrew, I thought just <laughs> just have to express more of this love that's going on. <laughs> so I decided that um, well, I decided, wow, actually want to have a child. So, as we do when we decide we want to have children, it would be really good if we could actually get pregnant. So I felt pregnant really easily but then um, but then I had a miscarriage. So after the first miscarriage I was super devastated. I just I didn't want to look at anyone or talk to anyone that was pregnant. I was asking God questions like why does everyone in church why are this all these people getting pregnant but i can't get pregnant well i can get pregnant but i just can't carry a baby so after about nine months of beating myself up and depression and feeling terrible and all of those things i had an encounter with god in my car one day so i was sitting in my car on my lunch break and uh, reading my bible and i was reading about Uh, Samuel in the Bible and how he was a miracle of God and God actually said I'm going to give you a son and his name's going to be Samuel so for me that was just a God encounter that was an encounter with God's love God had just spoken directly to me so I had this promise of like wow I've had this miscarriage but God's promising me this child so I took hold of that promise and I just grabbed it and that was my promise nothing was going to alter that so I got pregnant again and after about 10 weeks, I found out that I had miscarried again. And it was really funny because how how I journeyed through that situation was so different to the first time because God had made me a promise. And in that season of trouble and sorrow, I had discovered a piece of God. So even though I had a second miscarriage, I remember being in the hospital and I thought I just have to get home and worship God. If I can just get home and worship God, if I can go into my bedroom and put that worship music on, I'm going to be okay. So I got discharged from hospital, I went home and I spent three hours in my bedroom with worship music on and you know what I encountered? I encountered peace that surpasses all understanding cannot be explained, cannot be justified. I had a peace and I had a joy that just rocked my world. I should have been feeling terrible. I should have been devastated. I should have spent the next year on the couch, which is often what happens when people miscarry. It's such a tough time. But I just experienced a peace that I could not explain. So it's the peace that John 16:33 is talking about, yeah? It was the peace that... Um, The peace which is in me will be in you, yeah? And I experienced that peace and it was extraordinary. It changed my life. So I want to read you a quick story about somebody else in the Bible that experienced peace. So I'm reading from Acts chapter 6 about Stephen. So Stephen was an extraordinary man of God. The 12 apostles appointed him. To, um, ...to oversee the needs of people in the community... ...and he was just an incredible man of faith... ...so I just want to share a couple of verses about him. So it's Acts 6 verse 8 and it says... Stephen was a man full of grace and supernatural power... ...who was a man full of grace and supernatural power... He performed many astonishing signs and wonders and mighty miracles among the people. So he was a man full of grace and supernatural power, yeah? The same power that was in him is in us, yeah? So he performed many astonishing signs and wonders and mighty miracles among the people. So God was moving through him powerfully. God was using him in a mighty way. But this upsets some men belonging to a cult who called themselves the men set free. They were Libyans, Egyptians and Turks. They all confronted Stephen to argue with him. But the Holy Spirit gave Stephen remarkable wisdom to answer them. His words were prompted by the Holy Spirit and they could not refute what he said. So the men set free conspired in secret To find those who would bring false accusations against Stephen, yeah, and lie about him by saying, We heard this man speak blasphemy against Moses and God. So he's this amazing man of God. God is doing signs and wonders and miracles through him. The apostles know that he's a mighty man of faith, they have appointed him to oversee the community, yeah, and then he's being falsely accused he's being persecuted his character is being maimed yeah he's being assaulted while he's doing mighty signs wonders and miracles it says the men set free agitated the crowd the elders and the religious scholars then seized Stephen and forcefully took him before the supreme council one after another false witnesses stepped forward and accused Stephen saying this man never stops denigrating our temple and our Jewish law. For we have heard him teach that Jesus of Nazareth will destroy the temple. And it goes on. It says, And change the traditions and customs that Moses handed down to us. And the last part, yeah, the piece that we're talking about, every member of the Supreme Council focused his gaze on Stephen. So he's being persecuted. His character is being maimed. He's having false accusations thrown at him he's sitting before a council of people that are probably really intimidating yeah and there's false witnesses testifying against him it says every member of the supreme council focused his gaze on stephen for right in front of their eyes while being falsely accused his face glowed as though he had the face of an angel yeah While being falsely accused, his face glowed as though he had the face of an angel. That's peace, yeah? That's peace from God. That's peace in the midst of trial. That's peace in the midst of sorrow. That is peace that cannot be explained, that that doesn't make sense. But God can give us that peace anyway, yeah? Because God didn't breathe life into you. Number the hairs on your head and put you together with love so that you could then be overcome. God did not design you to be overwhelmed, overcome, distraught, um, overwhelmed by pain, struggling in life. God knit you together he put you together bit by bit yeah he handcrafted you with absolute love he did not do that so sorrow and pain could overwhelm you he did not do that so the trouble could get the best of you that is not why god created you he created you to overcome yeah he designed you for love and victory he's calling all of us into a deeper place a deeper place of love a deeper place of intimacy a deeper place of encountering his love but the challenge is stuff yeah the challenge is stuff because we let our stuff tell us stuff <laughs> yeah We let our stuff tell us stuff Let our stuff tell us lies about ourselves and about other people, yeah. See, often we're listening to and believing lies without even realising it. Because we let the stuff we've been through and the stuff that we're going through, we let pain that we've experienced and we let the past tell us stuff. We let the stuff tell us we're not loved, that we're failing that we don't have what it takes. We let the stuff tell us that we're not seen, we're not heard, we're not valued. We let our stuff tell us that the pain we've suffered is too much, I'm too broken, God can't heal me. That pain that I went through, it's just impossible to experience healing from that. We let our stuff tell us, you know, this vice that I have, I just just can't. I can't overcome it, I can't stop, it's got a hold of me, I just can't conquer this thing. We actually let our stuff tell us lies all the time. We let our stuff tell us we're stuck, we're stuck in this place and nothing is ever going to change, yeah? And we listen to lies when peace is ours, yeah? And we're listening to lies and we're listening to lies and we're listening to lies when peace is ours. John 8.44 says, He has always hated the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, it is consistent with his character for he is a liar and the father of lies. The devil is the father of lies, you know what? And the devil lies to you about your stuff. He actually lies to you about your stuff, yeah? Because we go through stuff, don't we? I go through stuff. My husband goes through stuff my friends go through stuff, my family goes through stuff, we all go through stuff, yeah, if we're going to be honest, if we're actually going to be really, really honest, we all go through stuff. Maybe you know perfect people but I don't (laughs) and I'm not one of them. I go through stuff, I journey through stuff, there's stuff going on in my life all the time, yeah, and the devil lies to you because he actually wants to keep us stuck, in our stuff he wants to keep us bound in our stuff he wants to keep you defeated yeah So he lies to you and lies to you and lies to you. And you know why he does that? So you never know you're truly free. He keeps trying to tell you you're stuck. He keeps trying to tell you you can't conquer this. He keeps trying to tell you this is too tough. He keeps trying to say this is too painful. He keeps trying to tell you you can't do this because he knows you're free. Yeah, He knows that when your son sets you free, you're free indeed. So he lies to you and he lies to you and he lies to you so that that's the voice we're listening to and not the voice of God. John 8.36, so if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. That means Jesus has set us free from pain. That means Jesus has set us free from our past. That means Jesus has set us free from addictions. That means He set us free from our vices. That means He set us free from self-hate and self-loathing and self-doubt. He's actually set us free from those things. So if you're believing something else about yourself that God doesn't believe, it's a lie. And if you're seeing yourself in a way that God doesn't see you, it's a lie. When Stephen was um, when Stephen was being defamed, and when his character was being assaulted, and and he had a whole huge amount of people that were really outraged with him? Was his focus just on what was happening to him? Was his focus just on the circumstances going on in his world? Because I don't know if I'd be doing a whole lot of glowing if I was just looking at the people that were persecuting me. I don't know if I'd be doing a whole lot of glowing if I was just thinking about all those false accusations that just got my, thrown my way, Yeah. If I was just looking at what was going on, there would be no glowing happening. There would be rage. There would be heartache. There would be distress. There would be lots of tears, but there would definitely be no glowing, yeah? Because the glowing comes when our eyes are set on his love. The glowing comes when our eyes are set on him. Because the truth is we're free. We're actually totally 100% free. 1 John 5.4 says, For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. 1 John 5.5 5 says, Who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Amen. So you're not defeated. You're not stuck. Yeah. This thing that's telling you defeated today, it's a lie, yeah, because your identity is overcomer, beloved son, beloved daughter. And, you know, the beauty of God is that he doesn't declare us overcomers and then leave us to do it on our own. He doesn't say, your destiny is an overcomer. Your destiny is to walk in the peace that I have. I give it to you, yeah? Your destiny is to be victorious. He doesn't impart that destiny and go, all right, catch you later. You can just sort this thing out on your own. He's like, I'm with you every moment, every step, every minute. Every day, I'm with you. I am walking this thing with you. I am journeying this thing with you. He's totally with us. He declares us overcomers, but then He actually comes alongside of us. He lives inside of us, yeah? So if the overcomer's inside of us, how can we not overcome? When we're hurting, His love brings healing. We don't stay stuck in the pain. That's a victory of God. I was having um, a conversation with someone last night at a party and they're really going on a bit of a God search and a God journey themselves. And I was saying, you know, the beauty of God is that when we experience pain and when we experience hurt, it's not a permanent place in our lives. And I shared how I had shared once before that pain comes and pain is like a visitor in your home. They come for a few hours, they hang out, they spend time with you, but they leave. They don't start paying the mortgage. They don't start paying your bills. They don't occupy a room. So pain is the same, yeah? Pain will come. The scripture said, John 16, there's trouble and sorrow But in me, there's peace, yeah? In me, there's peace. So I said to him, the beauty of God is that we can experience pain and we can be hurt, but he heals us. God's so amazing that pain doesn't have to stay. Pain doesn't have to remain in our lives. God sees that hurt, but he says, I want to take that pain. You know, I've conquered that pain. I've overcome that pain. I've had victory over that pain. And because of that, you now get to experience healing. Amen. And when we end up depending on things that can hurt us, you know what God says? He goes, I've defeated that. I've conquered that. You know that thing that you think's got you? You know that thing that you think that you can't let go of? That thing that you think has got power over you? I've conquered that. I've defeated that. I'm victorious. You've already won that battle. You already have total freedom ...over that situation. Complete freedom because when the sun sets you free, you're free indeed. But the devil, he'll try and convince you you're stuck. He'll try and convince you that you can't get out of that. But God declares you're free. We live as overcomers because we are encountering... ...and experiencing a radical love that he has for us. And that's what enables us to overcome anything... When we know and experience his great love for us continually, that's what brings victory. So I want to share just a quick three-minute video with you. It's from Krista Black. I don't know if you've heard of her. She's amazing. You should look her up. She's written two books and um, she's got incredible testimonies on YouTube. You can look at her story. So I'll just read you a little quick bio so you know she's... ...extraordinary but a real woman with real pain. It says, uh, touring as a musician for over a decade... ...with artists like the Jonas Brothers and Michael W Smith... ...her songs have sold millions of copies... ...recorded by American Idol winner Jordan Sparks... ...Kim Walker Smith of Jesus Culture... ...Bethel Music, Kari Job, and Michael W Smith. In 2012 and 2013 she had her first number one hit as a songwriter when Passion's version of One Thing Remains top the charts. Krista has shared the Women of Faith Revolve Tour platform with speakers like Christine Kane and Lisa Bevere. So we're releasing two books, Heart Made Whole and God Loves Ugly and her articles have been featured in the Best Of section of the Huffington Post. But what she does and how she does it means nothing without understanding why. Krista has experienced agonising levels of pain and she believes that no one should ever experience pain alone. So this is just a little bit of her story. Early sexual trauma and the aftermath that came with it, eating disorders, substance abuse, rejection, betrayal, depression and losing an infant daughter krista's heart has been smashed repeatedly by the normal punches of life that many encounter but in that she has experienced a depth of the father's love and embrace that has enabled her to live as an overcomer so instead of life destroying her she has walked into a deeper place of intimacy with the father that's brought healing and peace so this is a three minute video but YouTuber, when you get home, because she's amazing. We'll expect that soon. <laughs>
1: okay.
0: Well, now, here's the interesting thing about you because you've had some incredible success. You know, it's like everywhere you go, it just turns to gold, right? <laughs> but
1: yet you've had, you mentioned your husband's struggles, mm-hmm. and I know you've got a background um, that most of us wouldn't want to have. Right. You know, you've suffered, you've suffered a lot in your life. Why do you think the extremes? on both ends. Well, um, you know, the the highs and lows, it's funny as a woman, the highs are very high and the lows are very low, but with the Holy Spirit and with the inheritance that we have in Christ, it's amazing how even the lows, even the struggles, even the pain now, because I'm walking with the counselor, because I'm walking with the healer, because I'm with the one who can calm the storm and make me walk on water. It's It's interesting because even the hard things in my life feel like peace because that's our inheritance. And so, you know, my, my past, I have a great family and they loved me so much. And I grew up in a Christian home and I heard the truth. God loves you. God loves you. God loves you. But my very first memory outside of the home was sexual. And so every time I looked in the mirror, that's all I saw. All I could see were all the horrible things that had been done and said to me. And I lived my life to overcome that, you know, with performance and making sure I looked perfect and that led to eating disorders and addictions with alcohol and drugs and all sorts of things to try to numb and appease that ache inside of my soul that could only be cured by one thing, and that was the unconditional love of the Father, taking those places and displacing those lies with the truth. So that's really how I live my life. It's funny, because a lot of people live their life to love and serve God, and I kind of do a backpedal on that. And I say, I live my life to actually be loved by the Father because out of that, out of that sonship, that deep, weighty love, it is so easy to love him. It is so easy to gush and worship. It's so easy to love my neighbor as I finally love myself because I don't hate myself anymore. So of course I can have you, love you. Of course I can have grace for you and you know the situation that you're in. So it's amazing. I feel like a lot of the church we We try to serve and love God out of this inadequacy and this um, this misrepresentation of His love. It really is unconditional, which means you can't lose it, you can't earn it, you can't behave well enough for it. And so, as I've learned to just receive it, that love has cast out all fear. And the fruit of my life, the bad fruit of my life, I have no addiction any longer. i I mean, it's unbelievable how that power and that love can displace things so much that down to the cellular level, I've changed. Mm.
0: Mm. Great. It shows.
1: Thank you. Shows. <laughs> if
0: someone wants to follow up,
1: learn yeah. more about you, what's, yeah. your, what's your website? KristaBlack.com, and that's Krista with the C H, C-H. so Christ with an A, then the thecolorblack.com. Got it. Check it out. Uh, you can check out her book.
0: She's amazing, huh? Wow. Check out her stuff. I just bought one of her books keep buying books i don't know when i'm going to read them all but i just i get so excited by people's stories and testimony i'm like okay i'll just have that one i know i've already got three or four but i'll just grab another one yeah because you can't get enough of testimonies like that you know and just hearing what god does in other people's lives because what god did for her god can do the same thing for us yeah and i loved what she said that she lives her life to be loved by the father That just so stood out to me. I live my life to be loved by the Father. And I thought, may that just be the mandate of our hearts. May that be the mandate of our lives, that we live our life to be loved by Father, to be loved by Papa. You know, may we just walk in deep places of love with him and deep encounters of love with him. May we spend those moments, you know, day by day and minute by minute just deeply encountering ...this love that he has for us. Because when we walk in those intimate places... ...when we walk in those deep places... ...overcoming is a result, yeah? John sixteen thirty three, ...and in everything I've taught you... ...is so that the peace which is in me... ...will be in you... ...and will give you great confidence... ...as you rest in me. For in this unbelieving world... ...you will experience trouble and sorrows... But you must be courageous for I have conquered the world. And then there's a question right at the end of the passage and it says, so how about you? So how about you? So that's my question this morning. How about you? How about we live as God would have us live, yeah? How about we live in the victory that he's already won for us? How about we live as those overcomers that he's created us to be? How about we live in a place of depth with encountering his love that we can't do anything but overcome, yeah? It's just who we are. So I'm going to pray. Just thank you, God, that you are an extraordinary father. I thank you that you are a father that adores us, that deeply loves us, God, that you are, that you just champion us, that you rejoice over us, God, that we are the desire and delight of your heart. And I thank you that you've created us for great purpose, God. That you've created us for great destiny to be wholeheartedly, to be completely, to be 100% loved by you. What a joy, God, to live our lives to be loved by you. What a joy to live our lives encountering your love, God. Walking in your love, God. Knowing the depths of your love for us, God. And in that love, I thank you that there is freedom, that there is peace, God, that there is victory, God. So continue to walk us into deep places, God. Continue to walk us into intimate encounters with you, God. You know, we just draw near this morning, God. We press in, God. We press into your love, God. We press into the Papa who loves us. We press into the Father who is for us, God. And I thank you that you declare us victory victors, that you declare us overcomers. And not only are we conquerors, but we're even more than that, God, that we are more than conquerors through you who so radically loves us. So we rejoice in victory this morning. God, we walk out in victory. We go into tomorrow, God, knowing we are loved and knowing we are victorious in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Have a beautiful day. We love you, you're victorious, you're loved, you're overcomers, you are just champions. So we love you, have an incredible week, in Jesus' name, Amen.